This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. I like to think that I'm very prepared for this big decision. I've just listed nine things that we've done to get there, but there are a thousand other things that I'm yet to learn. After all, I have never ever done this before. I have never been a small business owner. I've always been an employee. I know failure is going to come. dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're going to do two things. First, we're bringing you one of our best of MKM episodes. I'll be sharing one of our most downloaded episodes from the beginning of 2020 entitled, I Quit My Job, and here are the 10 steps I use to leap into entrepreneurship. And man, the beginning of 2020 (laughs) feels like such a different time, right? Pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, pre-kids getting pulled out of school. What a new world we live in now. Anyway, you're going to hear my bright-eyed new year, new mission optimism. It's going to be fun. And second, I'll give you all an update now on my small business journey post-pandemic. Well, I guess that's more of a question mark. (laughs) Post-pandemic? Question mark? (laughs) So far, oh my gosh. So yes, as I have completed now my second year of small business, I would just give you a little update on where I am now. So this is sort of like a small business entrepreneur type episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. I've heard from some of y'all that you like to hear a little bit more of how I do all this. So without further delay, let's jump into today's show. Tomorrow will be my last day at my job. After 15 years of working as an event marketing professional, I've decided that I'm ready for a new chapter in my life. The companies that I've had the pleasure of working with have treated me well, given my family great benefits, and paid me generously. I sincerely appreciate the opportunities that I've been given over the past 15 years. It's been, it's been great. It's just time for me to follow this new calling, this new path that I'm on. When I started this podcast in 2016, it was just a hobby. Something to do as a quick way to give back or learn from others and maybe hopefully help a few people along the way. As time passed, and I learned more about this incredible network in the personal finance community, I discovered there were people who were doing this full-time. They were making it a career. They were not only just doing it full-time, they were making a good living, too. And they had really flexible hours. So I got intrigued. (laughs) Fast forward a few years later... I too figured out how to make a living from my hobby. And now I'm proud to say I have an award-winning blog and podcast that's landing me sponsors, content creation opportunities, and even speaking gigs. People are paying me to speak. It's, (laughs) It's crazy. This wave of opportunity combined with my passion for helping families build wealth and thrive is just too hard to ignore. 
So I'm going for it, my friends. But it wasn't easy to give up my stable career with great benefits and a six-figure salary. And I've got two kids at home. Nicole and I had a lot of conversations. And man, did we prepare. I'm really proud of what we've done. Here are the 10 steps that we took to ensure my transition to entrepreneurship is a success. Number one, eliminate our debt. When Nicole and I got married, we both carried some debt into the relationship. I had about 30,000 bucks in student loans and she had about $20,000 in a car loan. So combined about 50,000 bucks in debt. We agreed that we'd tackle the debt together by living on my income alone. And at the time, it was around 70K. And then we'd use Nicole's income to pay off our debt. This helped us eliminate that 50000 in around 12 months. With no debt and no car payments in our lives and our overall living expenses being a lot lower, we allowed ourselves to be more open to opportunities like part-time work for Nicole, and then her eventually going full-time as a stay-at-home mom. And now in my case today, entrepreneurship. Number two, pay off the mortgage early. You guys have heard me talk about this quite a bit. A few years ago, we were able to pay off our $200,000 mortgage early. We were able to do this by partnering together, keeping our expenses in check, and increasing our income. During this time period of about four years, it took us to pay it off, we averaged around $170,000 in income. So as I said earlier, I was very grateful for this generous income I received in my career. Even though we were making great money, we lived on a lot less than we made. Our annual expenses were between sixty dollars and $80,000 during this time period. And this actually helped us to realize we could live on a lot less than we were making and we were still really happy. Once the mortgage was gone, I felt a lot more confident, a lot more happy, and just content, and prepared to make decisions that were in the best interest of our family and our future. Number three, save 12 months of expenses. Oh man, yeah, this one really helped. Here's a stat that I found. About 50% of small businesses fail after the first five years. And one of the major reasons that they fail is that they simply just run out of money. So I didn't want that to happen to us. So we decided to save up 12 months of expenses in a high yield savings account as a cushion. This made us feel more protected as our incomes gonna be a little unpredictable <laughs> in the first few months or even the first year because I've got no steady paycheck anymore. There's no automatic check that's going to be landing in my account. <laughs> Originally, we were going to use this money, this 12 months of expenses, about 60,000 bucks to buy our first rental property, but we've since decided against that. This small business is now going to be our first big investment together. Number four, invest consistently for retirement. Over the last decade, Nicole and I have been saving for our retirement so that we can take advantage of compound interest. And we want to do this while we're young, and it's going to allow us to save on taxes too. So here are some of the areas where we invested. Our 401k. So for the last six years, I've been maxing out the 401k that I have at work. I get a match as well 
from my employer, which is an awesome perk. Thank you very much. And now we have around $200,000 saved up. It's been a great bull run in the market during that time, so that definitely helped. And the consistent automated investments really started to do their trick as well. So this nest egg, if we didn't add another dime to it, can potentially grow to $1.2 million by age 65. I used a 7%, very conservative 7% growth. Another area that we save for retirement is our IRAs. So we amassed another $100,000 in our IRAs. That's both Roth and traditional. And again, if we allow that to do its compound interest thing, we should have around $600,000 by age 65. And then the last retirement opportunity that I was able to receive through my employer was through an employee stock ownership program, also called an ESOP, or maybe it's employee stock ownership plan. I don't know. Something like that. (laughs) ESOP. This was essentially just free money given to me from my employer as just being an employee of the company. It's great. It's it's all in, in company stock. So that's something you have to be concerned with anytime you get company stock. But conservatively, I should have another $100,000 available for retirement funds when I receive this in a couple of years from now. And again, since it's all in just company stock, I'm going to transfer it to a traditional IRA as soon as possible so that I can diversify across some select index funds that will allow me to feel, I guess, just more diversified. And again, that should land us around another $600,000 come retirement time. So with all those options combined, we should have around $2.4 million. And that's if we don't invest one more dime into our retirement. Using the 4% rule, that should allow us to live comfortably on around $96,000 per year in retirement. We're still planning on contributing more to that, but knowing that these numbers are very conservative, we're feeling very comfortable in taking this entrepreneurial leap. Number five, research the cost of healthcare. One thing I was always worried about and I always had questions on was what are we going to do about healthcare? If I lost my benefits, how am I going to get healthcare and take care of my family? I got two little kids, man. (laughs) Well, it helped a lot when I started to do some research and it wasn't as scary as I thought. First things first, if I just decided to keep my coverage at work through COBRA, and that allows me to do that for, I believe, 18 months, if I'm thinking correctly, it was around 1700 bucks per month. So not bad, you know, it's doable, but I thought I would do a little bit more research. I went on healthcare.gov and I found a high deductible health plan that covers our family, very similar to what I've got with my current job. And it's around $1,200 per month. And if you throw dental in there, we're around $1,300 per month. So all in all, not that bad to get the benefits that I had through my employer. And since we're going with a high deductible health plan, we can continue to invest in our HSA and save and invest for future healthcare costs. And we've been using Lively, a great partner, to help us with our HSA And as that continues to grow, it's going to give us more protection for those unexpected health events that can occur in my entrepreneurship world. Number six, diversify our household income. 
So for the last five or so years, Nicole has been a stay-at-home mom, and this has been one of the best investments we've made for our family. Recently, she started back with part-time work, and her income has definitely helped us plan for the future and just have some more fun. We've been using it for vacations, for decorating the house, making upgrades here, and also just planning for the future with big decisions like this. Now, a few months ago, she found a 30-hour-per-week job as a secretary admin, and she really loves it. It's great. It's close to the house. She's got manageable hours. The work is not as stressful as her old job, and she can still drop off and pick up the kids for school. And her new income definitely makes this decision a lot easier. Now, outside of her income... My business also has multiple sets of income. I've got podcast advertising, freelance writing, brand ambassador work, coaching, and content creation services that's going to help me diversify my income. So if one of them falls flat or I mess up on one of them, I've got the other ones to lean on. This year, I am projecting to make over $100,000 in my small business. I know that is an aggressive goal for year one, but based on what I've been able to do in the past years part-time, I feel very comfortable with this goal. And I'm hoping that this diversification plan will allow us to live a similar lifestyle as we have in the past. Number seven, try your business as a side hustle first. Jumping right into small business ownership would make me feel very nervous. (laughs) I've learned so much over the last three years about managing and owning a small business since I've been doing it as a side hustle. Being an employee for the last 15 years, I've had the luxury of an HR department, a sales team, marketing leadership, accounts receivables, and even an accounting department. Now, with entrepreneurship, I've got to do all of those things. (laughs) Even IT support. That's a good one too. (laughs) I'm glad I've given myself some practice over the last three years to realize all of this before taking a big leap. Also, by trying out my small business as a side hustle first, I gave myself ample time to decide if I even liked it or not. I'd hate to quit my job, start this new business, and then decide, actually, I don't really like podcasting or writing or any of these other things I'm going to be doing. So I'm really glad my side hustle time ended up being like a good test run beforehand. Try before you buy per se, right? (laughs) Number eight, plan out our budget. Nicole and I know we can comfortably live on around $60,000 per year because we've done it before. But It was important for us to craft the numbers together and put it into our mint budget that we've been using for the last eight years. And it helped us to kind of see those numbers and feel really good about the plan. Now, for other couples out there, Zeta, they've been doing really great work with their budget system, and it's specifically focused for couples. Mint, we've tried a lot of these other ones. Mint has just been our go-to, so we can't seem to break away from it. But Zeta, I like what they're doing. If you want to give that a try, it's another free system. That was a little sidebar. (laughs) But the sheer act of writing down these numbers made us feel very comfortable with the big decision that we're jumping into. We're going to have to sacrifice some extras for a little while as we get used to our new income level, but we're going to be ready. 
Number nine, grow your network. Over the last 15 years, I've developed a really great network of folks who work in the event marketing industry. Now, that network has helped me to get new career opportunities, grow my skills, and increase my salary from five figures to six figures, and it's just been great. Now that I'm jumping into a new industry, this personal finance world, it was important for me to grow a new network there as well. So for the last three years, I've been making more connections, both in person through conferences and interviews and online. Through my interviews on this podcast with millionaire entrepreneurs, personal finance experts, and financially independent families, my network has grown substantially. Now, with this bigger network, I've gotten more opportunities. Based on those connections, I was able to receive new opportunities for writing, speaking, and content creation, and the development of those diversified income streams. So, as they say, your network is more important than your net worth. And that goes doubly true when you're going into this small business universe that I'm jumping into. Number 10, take a leap of faith. I like to think that I'm very prepared for this big decision. I've just listed nine things that we've done to get there. But there are a thousand other things that I'm yet to learn. After all, I have never ever done this before. I have never been a small business owner. I've always been an employee. I know failure is going to come. There's going to be a lot of rough days ahead, a lot of learning opportunities. But I know there's also going to be some big wins in my future too. And those days are going to be incredible. But I know either way, my family's going to be there for me, whether I'm failing or I'm winning. And they're going to say, you're doing your best. Keep at it. This is an adventure, pure and simple. This is something I'm jumping into with my eyes wide open. And that's what gets me excited about it. It's unknown. It's, it's unpredictable. So here I go. I'm jumping in with both feet starting tomorrow. And please wish me luck because <laughs> I'm going to need it. We'll be back to the show after a quick word from our sponsors. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. 
Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Let's jump back into the show. Oh, man, that podcast episode from early 2020, it felt like just such a fun walk down memory lane. (laughs) It really feels like 10 years ago in pandemic years, but it was really only 22 months ago. It really feels so much different. So much has changed since then. And I'll update you guys on where I am now, as I talked about at the top of the show. Let's start with my business revenue. For starters, the big client contract that I that gave me so much confidence when I left my job in January went away in the middle of the year in 2020 during all the pandemic craziness. It was a, it was hard for a lot of small businesses and the person that I was working with had a rough year and subsequently I was going to have a rough year. <laughs> so my hopes for my first year being a six-figure small business year as I proclaimed in the uh, the first portion of this episode it went away pretty quickly. I ended up with $75,000 for 2020. So not bad, you know, not bad for my first year. I am happy to report for year two that I've grown that to above $80,000. So I'm growing, man. I, you know, it wasn't leaps and bounds and some crazy story, you know, that you might hear on the interwebs. But my goal for year three is now again, I'm going to try to get over $100,000 in business revenue. And that way I can pay myself a nice salary of call it $60,000. And I don't know, between Nicole and I, I think we'll be living pretty comfortable. So let's see if year three times is the charm. I don't know if that that works very well. Year three times the charm. I don't know. How does that saying go? Three times charm? (laughs) Anyway, year three. It's going to be the one. And then... Another update from what's going on lately is Nicole's work situation. You guys, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know about Nicole and her work situation. But just as an update from this previous episode that I did in early 2020, last year, Nicole went back to work full time. So honestly, this couldn't have happened at a better time given my drop in business revenue because paying for $1,300 of family health care and dental when my business wasn't doing so hot was really, really brutal, man. So when Nicole went back full time, we had health care. Now, our premium wasn't free, but it definitely brought down our payments by at least, I think, like 800 bucks per month. And that is a lot of money when you're just starting out in a business and you're trying to figure it all out and it's pandemic-y time. 
Also, she had a 401k match, which was awesome. So she saved around $8,000 last year in her 401k, which is going to help us have an even cozier retirement. And subsequently, after that full-time employment, she left that job and got another one that she enjoys even more. So she's been there for a couple months now. Great people. The benefits rock, you know? So, I mean, (laughs) just overall, if you're interested in this entrepreneur thing, just realize that benefits rock. They are awesome. That is one thing that I learned through this journey is that we shouldn't take for granted the awesome benefits our companies provide to us. Healthcare, dental, paid vacation time, and so much more. Even just the multiple departments that you have to work with. When I want to get paid, I have to hunt down my client to actually pay me. It's not just like a paycheck shows up every two weeks, man. You, you gotta you do the work and then you got to make sure they pay you. And there's many other departments too, legal, marketing, sales, I'm all those. So feel very happy with the benefits that you have overall with your job. If you're thinking of taking the entrepreneurial leap, make sure you factor in all of the costs associated with your current employment. I thought that I did before I jumped to my entrepreneur world, but then, oh, the pandemic came and smacked me in the face and said, no, 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 Andy, you did not. (laughs) One other realization that I've had uh, in year two or year one and two now is that our $100,000 of savings that I mentioned in the in the previous uh, section, we got a little spendy with that. <laughs> oh yeah, man. We bought a thousand million things over the past 22 months. It was like our bucket of money had holes in it and all of the money just started to drip out of the bucket. It was falling everywhere. We upgraded our kitchen. We bought a new hot tub. We bought a new to us SUV. We vacationed more. We gave more. I mean, yeah, the bucket with the holes. (laughs) Do we regret any of it? No, man, we had a lot of fun. We've had a blast and we're still having a blast. But it did make me realize one major thing. Unless your money is specifically labeled for a purpose like retirement, college savings, emergencies, or anything else, unless it's labeled it's getting spent. (laughs) At least it was for us. We still have enough now for a three month. I quit fund. If Nicole decides she wants to leave this job and have a, you know, a little buffer in between, we have money for insurance deductibles. We have money for car repairs. We've just now put labels on them so they won't get spent. So we've got specific purposes for the money. And that's one major learning that I've had over this journey that I don't regret any of the things that we bought, but yeah, we got a little, we got a little extra spendy. <laughs> so that's really the major updates, the major stuff, really. I'm doing better with revenue this year. I'm shooting for $100,000 next year. That would be really cool, fun goal to shoot for. Nicole's working a job that she enjoys. I try to get her to do the show with me full-time and grow this you know, small business, but she's not as excited about it as I am, honestly. I mean, would you want to work with me every day? <laughs> I might get a little irritating, right? And then, yeah, we got a little spendy, but uh, we have enough for the important stuff. The house is paid off. The retirement is set because we're coast fire. We have money for emergencies, so we're good. Next year, again, my goal is to pay myself a salary of $60,000. And for working 
25 hours per week, I think that's a solid amount in my opinion. That helps me to be part-time business guy and then part-time dad. I'm able to help get the kids off to school, pick them up afterward, be there to be the soccer coach, and Nicole can grow her career. And with the amount that she's making and the amount that I'm making, I think we'll have plenty to be comfortable. But contentment, though, I think that's going to be our challenge. That's going to be our challenge. Even though we're comfortable, can we hold off on the wantsies? Can we hold off on the more stuff, the extra stuff? That'll be the challenge. That's going to be another challenge for me in 2022. Yes, business goals, but also practicing contentment, practicing gratitude, practicing being happy with what we have. Because there's always going to be an opportunity for more. There always is. You can always want more. It's important to want what you have. Everyone, that is what's up with me and my business. I'm considering sharing more of this small business online content creator stuff on this podcast, but I'm not actually sure if you are interested in it. So if you could do me a favor and let me know, that would be great. You can hit me up on social media at Andy Hill MKM and let me know. That way we can... Uh, maybe sort of plan the schedule a little bit more for 2022. I've got a great flow for the show, but is this topic something you're interested in hearing more about? That'd be great. Again, Andy Hill, MKM on all social media. As a quick reminder, this show is for entertainment purposes only, my friends. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific situation. A big thanks to Dan Tabbitt for editing today's show, for We're Digital Marketing for our social media support, and to Dan Hines for his support on YouTube. All three of these platforms I'm looking to grow in 2022 and beyond. Thank you all for your support. And before we go for the day, I want to encourage you to participate in our Big Tip Tuesday challenge this month. Our goal is to give $2,000 across our collective communities, across the country, across the world, whoever wants to join, and help your hardworking neighbors in the service industry. In short, you give a larger-than-normal tip to people working in the service industry, you thank them for their hard work, and then you let me know about it so I can share your good news on the podcast. This week, I'm going to give a shout out to my wife, Nicole, who gave a $20 bill to each of the four, I think it was four or five Dollar Tree workers when we were buying some small stocking stuffers for our kids the other day. She walked around to each employee, handed them a $20 tip, and thanked them for their hard work this holiday season. I mean, honestly, Dollar Tree, I don't know how much you could be making at a Dollar Tree. It can't be slightly more than minimum wage, so there were a lot of people there who were just busting their butts, packing these little dollar goodies, and for her to walk around and give that tip, just bringing a, just give a brief smile to their face and making them feel appreciated for all the hard work they're doing, I just think it's money well spent. Have I told you how much I love my wife recently, everybody? <laughs> Can I get a round of applause for my wife, Nicole, and her Big Tip Tuesday action? All right. Very cool, Nicole. I am proud of you. With Nicole's generosity, we are now up to $430 
With just a couple weeks to go, everybody, please send in your stories of generosity and big tip giving so we can crush this $2,000 goal and create some good news and good feelings in our country and across the world. You can contact me via email at Andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com or social media at Andy Hill MKM or voicemail marriagekidsandmoney.com slash voicemail. You joining me in this quest for... I guess just supporting your fellow person. It's just going to be a lot of fun. It, it means a lot to me. It's a great way to bring some holiday cheer and some smiles to your neighborhood. And I believe that that has reverberations that will be felt are not only for you and your family, but around the community. I really do. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Thomas Edison. I have not failed. I have just found 10,000 ways that won't work. It's only a failure if you don't learn from it, my friends. Carpe diem. <laughs>